Hey Joe, I'm gonna need to borrow your time machine. Hey everyone, this is the Committed Youth Podcast, the official podcast of the High School Student Ministry of Calvary La Habra in La Habra, California. I am Kevin Melgar, here to help introduce today's episode. And also with me in his first season two appearance, believe it or not, is Brandon Garcia. Welcome back, Brandon. Hey, Kevin. I'm glad to be back. I'm excited. Kind of bummed that I missed last time. I listened to it. I was like, I should have been on that. Um, but super excited to be here today. <laughs> yeah. And we're excited to have you back. Uh, it's like it's fashionably late. I think that's what the kids call it. Um, I you have know, no fashion. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have Calvary La Habra attire, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, Calvary La Habra and Green Bay, right? Green Bay Packers, that's your yeah. that's your wardrobe. Well, yeah, they're not going to the Super Bowl. That's kind of sad. They lost. <laughs> anyway, let's not talk about Green Bay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so since we're getting off the topic of sports anyways, let's uh, introduce the other person we have with us here as well. It's Kayla Cook. What's up, Kayla? <laughs> Hey, not much. Just not sports, apparently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the, the sports ball stuff, you know? Um, yeah, that no one all. cares about, except a few yeah. people. <laughs> but speaking of sports, I mean, we were talking about it earlier. Our girls hockey, broom hockey team from Hume Lake, right? We're coming to the end of January, which means the title is still ours. So if any of the girls are listening, congrats. <laughs> we're holding on to it at least one more year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, reigning reigning champs uh for th- that week that we were at Hume. That's the first time first time we've ever won anything at Hume. So that was super super exciting. I guess what a great way to start off a terrible 2020. Um <laughs> <laughs> I forgot who was saying it, but Pastor Jay, our youth pastor, wasn't able to make it because he was really sick that first week of January and we won. And then someone was like, and we still have the title today, you know, because Jay's not going to Hume again this year. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> so, yeah, so Jay, um, Jay just might be might be our, you know, bad luck charm uh, when it comes to winning broom hockey. But, uh, you know, speaking of Jay, um, when we were together doing our bonus episode for season one, our blooper episode, uh, we made a joke about time traveling in season two. And I guess we should be careful what we joke about. Uh, Today's episode is all going to be about the question, if God is good, why do bad things happen? And looking back, I remember Jay led a discussion about this very question last year for one of our Committed Youth live events that we did virtually. So I thought it would be kind of cool to revisit that. And uh, lucky for us, I know someone who owns a gold-plated Honda Civic uh, that <laughs> occasionally doubles as a time machine. <laughs> uh, so I made a call and I was able to get the flux capacitor hooked up to our Zoom meeting here. So we should theoretically uh, be able to travel back in time and listen in on this discussion that Jay led 
Wait, so we have a time machine, and we're going to try to go back to 2020? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, It was a great discussion. Um, you know, the, the issue is we had plenty of great discussions in 2019, but we didn't record any of them because we didn't start recording anything until 2020. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so uh, the, the trick with the Zoom time travel is that we can only travel back to something that was recorded. Uh, it's weird how that works. I don't completely understand it. So we're going to we're going to try to get this um, time machine up and started so we can travel back and listen into Jay's discussion that he led uh, with two other leaders and a student. But I guess we can we can try to get this thing started. Uh, Brandon, do you want to press the virtual buttons that will take us back to uh, you know, a couple of <laughs> weeks after the pandemic started in 2020? Yeah, I can try. I don't want to push this all the way back to like the birth of Jay, you know? So yeah. <laughs> hope I can't screw this up. <laughs> yeah, that's too far back. Just make sure don't make sure you don't mess up the numbers. <laughs> and nothing was recorded then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tablets were actually like stone tablets back then, huh? <laughs> Hieroglyphics. <laughs> all right. So Brandon is punching in the dates as we speak. All right, those are in. And Kayla, do you want to press the big red button that's going to shoot our time machine back into 2020? Hopefully we can make it back. We'll see if we're successful. And hopefully we even make it there and we don't get lost somewhere in, in cyberspace. <laughs> but <laughs> Absolutely. Let's do this. All right. Three, two, one. Here we go. Did it work? Are we here? <laughs> I don't want to get stuck here. <laughs> Can we go back? Get me out of 2020. <laughs> okay, so we're back in 2020 for a hot second, and I think we're just in time uh, to hear Jay start talking about this. So it worked. We got here, uh, and let's let's take a listen. My name is Jay. I'm the youth pastor here for uh, Calvary Chapel La Habra. Uh, this is Brian Bautista, and so... Uh, he is here. We've served together for a number of years uh, at a former church, and, and now the Lord's put us back together. And we've been serving here for a few years together now. And uh, but he's also teaching. If you don't know Chad Bell, so Chad Bell, a famous uh, basketball player from <laughs> the nineties, um, early nineties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and his son Garrett. So uh, Chad been a youth leader. Uh, for a number of years and helped out with junior high and high school and uh, all three of us teach and and so Garrett is a product of a uh, some not only of our teaching but of, of Chad's uh, <laughs> 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 his marriage <laughs> and so <clears throat> but uh <laughs> but we uh but we're here and we just wanted to be able to get together and just uh, discuss some of these these topics. Uh, and again, these questions come about time to time, and and, and often, especially for myself, I you know I have a opportunity a lot of times to go in for hospital calls and deal with a lot of people that are sick and just going through various things. Uh, but now this thing has hit the world, and now everybody is talking. Now everybody's uh, is tuning in, and all of a sudden now all these things are impacting. Uh, everyone. So we wanted to come to you and, and just be able to discuss this openly and, and hopefully it'd be encouragement to you, hopefully uh, give you some answers, especially if some of you are having 
uh, friends, uh, family members, or you yourself are dealing with these questions and wrestling with these things. And um, when we had talked, maybe it was just yesterday, uh, these days are like going. But in First uh, John chapter 4, beginning here at verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another. Love is of God, and everyone who loves is born of God and, and knows God. He who does not love does not know God. But notice what it says here in verse 8. For God is love. Um, and here in First John, it mentions that about God. And really saying that God is love, that he encompasses love. He's the, kind of maybe say the definition of love, the full embodiment of what love is. And, and the, the question tonight really comes, if these things are true, how is it reconciled that there's evil in the world? How is it, how is it reconciled that there's a pandemic and people are dying by the groves? Um, and so I'm going to throw that out there and we can just start discussing as far as, um, you know, what you guys think that uh, would be a good answer to that particular question. So who's first? You know, I, I guess I'll go, if you don't mind, Chad. <laughs> I would say age before beauty. But <laughs> well, you know, I was reading today and kind of just with that, uh, with just that thought of the pandemic going around. And I think everybody um, reaching out for some type of answer, everybody reaching out for why is this happening? And, and, and if there's a God and all these different questions that come out in, in the process of that. I was reading, I was going through First uh, Corinthians chapter 2. And as I read this, it kind of started stirring up some different things in my mind. And so it's it's in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and starting in verse 13, um, Paul would say, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. And, and, you know, as I was kind of just reflecting on that and thinking upon that, it, it really struck me in the sense of everything that's going on and everything that we're kind of looking at, that there is basically two different viewpoints, two different perspectives that you get during the season, during this time, and many times during hardships in life, where you get um, the perspective of what he speaks about here of, of a natural man, of a man that doesn't know God, that doesn't have this personal relationship with God. And so as a basis of that, he's left with basically having to reason in situations and reason based on his own ability, his own understanding, his own um, experiences. And he's left with that specifically to deal with a situation. You look at the situation of the pandemic we're dealing with, and, and we've seen that with people that don't have a relationship with God, that don't personally know him are struggling to reconcile what's happening at the moment and what's taking place. And then you have the other viewpoint of um, those that are uh, that are spiritually led, those that have this relationship with God, those that it says the Holy Spirit is the one teaching them, those that the Holy Spirit is instructing towards the things of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so when you when you look at that, it, it, it's it's so much the different of a believer that we actually um, we see things and view things based on that which the Holy Spirit teaches us, that which God uses to instruct us through his word. And so I think we've talked about this before about how what lens you're using in viewing 
things in life and your perspective. And, and when you look at those two things being the perspective of a natural man, someone that doesn't know God, someone that views the world through that, they're left to reason and, and you get those questions of, of how can a God that's loving allow all these different things to take place? And then you get the other perspective of, of, of believers, of those who have their trust and confidence in God, that view the world, that view things through the lens of the scriptures, through the lens of God's word. And, and within that, there's so much difference of, of being able to see different things and have a different perspective towards the things that we deal with, right? And so I, I kind of just, those are some of the things I was just kind of looking through. Uh, and that's good. I, I, what Brian is saying is is right on point, and that is uh, really your perspective, your worldview. And we talk about worldviews, and the worldview is is how you perceive the world around you, and really how lens you talk about, how you filter it, um, what you believe about the world is going to shape how you view something that happens in the world, like a pandemic. And so there's those two things that can be. Uh, opposing, as you mentioned, and you draw a great scripture there. When Jay, you know, brought up the subject or whatever, same as Brian, you know, just started looking through just some different scriptures and whatnot, and I was on the same exact page where, you know, the, the question is posed, like we said, is how can a loving God allow something bad to happen to good people, right? Like, there's people dying from this pandemic who are good people, and then it depends on how you look at it, right? Because are there really good people? <laughs> I mean, the Bible tells us that there's not, that there's only one good, and that's God himself, right? And so, um, and not to get all like dark and, and whatever, but, but the reality is, is just as Brian was saying, how do we look at this? I look at it from the perspective of we deserve this and so much more because of who we are, because we're sinners, because of going all the way back to Adam and Eve and the fall of man, like God has poured out so much grace upon us and so, shown us so much mercy, like that we don't deserve. This is just one thing where it's like, how am I, how am I looking at it? Like, I see it as like, this is, this is, I mean, we, we deserve this, you know, in the sense of God's judgment. But, you know, if you look through the scriptures in Luke 18, it, you know, Jesus says, why do you call me good? Jesus said this, no one is good, but one. And that is God. And then Romans 3, you know, it says in Romans 3 that there's none righteous, not one. And so, so none of us are, you know, none of us can sit there and say, oh, how can, you know, something bad happen to somebody so good? Be honest with yourself. We're sinful. You know what I mean? And, 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 and this is the time where we now draw, draw closer to God because of, it, you know, because just take a look at, take a look at the, the situation, man. This is the time where, um, we need to fall on our knees and, and, and seek the Lord with all that we have, because I mean, the, the world is, 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 it's a, it's, it's crazy. It's a, it's right now. It's a crazy time. I got, I was telling them earlier, I got yelled at for standing on someone's sidewalk the other day, talking to somebody like that was 20 feet from me, <laughs> ladies screaming at me from the backyard. And I'm like, okay, you know, you just like, you don't know what to do. Cause it's, it's, it's different times. But, but I think again, it's just how you look at this. You know, you, you think about all the different, you know, not necessarily pandemics, because this is, you know, obviously for us, this is pretty much the biggest and only one that we've had in our lifetime. I mean, there's been some, but nothing like this magnitude. But you look at these uh, school shootings. You look at, uh, I was reading something about the, uh, the shooting that took place in the movie theater in Colorado, 10, maybe 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was. And it's these situations where people begin to ask these same questions. Yeah. Like, how could this happen? 
And it's like, well, it's a result of living in a sinful world. There are people in this world that do those things that, that obviously are not walking with God. And, and, you know, and so that's the result of those things and why we have to deal with this. The Bible tells us we're going to suffer. We're going to have tribulations. We're going to have trials. But the end result is so much greater than what we have to suffer and go through here that, you know, like, it's just it's part of it. So there's a, a number of things that you've mentioned uh, in that. And really, it kind of goes back to now addressing the question of, well, if God is, is loving and, and he's a good God um, and he created everything, so then why do we have evil? Why is there evil? Why is there? Why are there bad things? Why are? Why do these things happen in this in our lives? You know, if you look all the way at uh, Genesis, Genesis chapter one, you look here at creation, and you can see in verse three it says, uh, "Then God said, Let there be light, and there was light, and God saw the light, and that it was good." Every day that you go through in Verse 6, it says, Then God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters uh, from the waters. Then God made the firmament and divide the waters which were under the firmament, under the waters which were above the firmament. And so it was. And God, God called the firmament heaven. So the evening and the morning were the second day. Um, and you see at the end of verse 10, again, it's talking more about creation and, and separating those waters. But it says that it was good. And you go through all this, and, and each day you see that things are good. And then when he creates man, and he says that it's very good. Now, if God is good, and we read that God is love, and, and this is what's hard for people to reconcile uh, when it comes to things like this, and pandemics, or like you mentioned, school shooting, any, any tragedy, anything that happens in, in somebody's life, somebody gets cancer, somebody, um, whatever. There's all kinds of different situations that we can draw uh, upon. So where did that evil come from? You, you, how does this exist? Why do we have evil in the world? They want to tackle that question. Uh, yeah, I mean, just even as we're there in Genesis chapter 1, at the very beginning is what we're, what we're start at. And, and you're absolutely right that God created everything to be good, created man to be good. And that was God's initial intent to create everything good and, and to have this intimate personal relationship with us. And as you continue to go on through the book of Genesis, you begin to see that he also created man with free will and the ability to make choices. And, 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 that being necessary for there to be a, a choice for us to actually choose to serve God and choose to love God and choose to walk with him. And so that choice had to be there, that ability uh, for us to choose him or not had to be there. That, that, that was part of the free will. Now, as we kind of see the story take place, unfortunately, Adam and Eve uh, made the choice to do that which God had asked them not to do, not to eat from the, fr uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And, and the moment that they would, they would surely die they eventually did eat from that and because of that point they were separate at that point at that moment in time sin entered the world and it was that sin that that ability to now uh this this evil and wicked nature that now dwells within us is the start of the evil that we see nowadays so where the question may come up well um, did God create that? Did Why, if God understood that? It was that free choice that we have. And so when we look at the world right now, when we look at the different evils that people do, 
it's easy, like we talked about before, within our own reasoning, within our own understanding to say, well, I personally wouldn't do such a thing. And so therefore, if I wouldn't do such a thing, how could there be an existence of a God or anybody else that would allow anybody else to do those things? And, and, and it makes it easy for us to put the blame, if you would, on this person or this God to say it's his fault, right? That these things happen. When in reality, it's, it's the, that free will, that free choice was ours. And even as it is today, it's my ability to do what's wrong. It's not that God just says, Oh, I'm allowing you to do this, but it's my free choice, my will to choose what is evil. And so as we talk about how we kind of correlate the two scriptures teach that, yeah, God, is good, and he created all things to be good, but he also created us with the free will and free ability to choose what's right and wrong. And so in a nutshell, that's when we talk about it, that we made the choice to do what is wrong. And so now that's part of our human nature that we struggle with, that, that human nature that is always naturally bent to do what is wrong. And Romans chapter 5 tells you that that our we've inherited that nature uh, through, through Adam. And so that sin nature. Now, the thing about us being able to choose and have that free will that demonstrates God's love because God's not forcing us. If God forces us to, uh, to only choose right or to choose him and, or we don't have a choice. Basically we don't have a choice. Uh, that wouldn't be a loving thing. And so when you really think about the nature of love, uh, that nature of love in order to have a loving relationship, there has to be a choice. And so it isn't bad or evil that we have a choice. It's actually a very loving thing that we have a choice. And so we have a choice to, to choose what's wrong. And we have a choice to choose choice to choose what's right. <laughs> 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 it just sounded funny. Um, but yeah, any response to that? And any? Well, I mean, that's right on. <laughs> <laughs> and so now Adam and Eve are... Actually, the ones that they brought it into the human race, but the first one that we see that actually makes a bad choice, uh, one that has what we would call volition, or uh, again translated to free will, is actually Satan. And so, in if you have, want to write down some of the scriptures in in Isaiah chapter fourteen, what we see are the five I wills of Satan that he I will ascend into heaven, I will. Uh, rise above the Most High God, and, and he mentions five different things, which we believe that it's it's Satan speaking, as well as uh, a picture of him in Ezekiel twenty eight. In Ezekiel twenty eight, uh, speaking about Satan and him being the most beautiful creature, and just as we see in Genesis chapter one, he created Satan to be beautiful. He created him to be good, but because God was willing to give us a free will, he was willing to give Satan a free will. We have the ability to choose, and when we choose what's wrong, then evil now comes into the picture. And so God's not the author. He's author of creation. He's the, the author of everything good, but he's not the author of evil. And he really can't be because he's good and he's loving. Now, Garrett, we brought you here. And what are maybe some things that you're hearing, some of the questions that you maybe have yourself? And you, you are a senior in high school. You are about to go into a uh, college. We don't know where yet, right? If he graduates. Oh, he graduates. <laughs> <laughs> so if he graduates, he may have to repeat. So we may, re so we may uh, be doing this again next year. Um, <laughs> but if you ever decide on a, on a college <laughs> that you're going to go to, 
these are things that you're going to be facing. Now you're going to go into a, in a, to a new world where there's going to be a lot of questions about God. A lot of questions about these very things, about the existence of God, about the nature of God. How could he be loving? How could he be good? And so what are some of the things that maybe questions you have or things that you're hearing? You know, what's your response to, to some of these things? Um, well, right now, uh, obviously, like, there's a lot of, like, uh, what you call, like, bad things, like, going on kind of with, like, the sickness and all that stuff. But if you're looking at it from, like, another point of view, you can also think of it as, like, there's times when God will, like, introduce trials to you and, like, like struggles, but it's for, like, the testing of your faith. Like it says in James, mm-hmm. when it says, Count on all joy, my brothers, when you when you uh, meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Mm-hmm. There's times when God can, like, introduce, like, pain and, like, bad things to people in order to, like, build you up and, like, test you and, like, help you, like, grow in your spiritual walk. Like you mm-hmm. see in Job. When God literally takes like everything away from him, mm-hmm. but like he's testing him and he's making him stronger in his faith that like he knows that like God is like the only thing I need. Mm-hmm. Like even though God will like introduce like pain sometimes and like hard times like to, to everyone because everyone deserves like some pain, you know? And like, <laughs> well, like not in, like a bad way, <laughs> yeah, but no, like everybody's every, no, no right? pain, no gain. <laughs> so like there's times like when Mr. T. <laughs> yeah, so there's times when. When God uses, like, these hardships and times in order to, like, grow you and, like, to, like, help you. No, it is. So now you bring up another point, and that is, like, what's the purpose of the suffering? Does God have a purpose of this, uh, of suffering, of a pandemic? Uh, do we ever see him? You know, I think it's kind of interesting because we're teaching through the book of Judges, and so that should probably, um, and those of you who are listening, if you've been going through Judges with us, it should call, hopefully, a couple of things to to mind, you know, as we ask this question. So what are really the purposes that God has in utilizing, does he utilize pandemics and, and, and suffering and those types of things, and creating patience and maturity and those types of things? Uh, but what are some things that you guys have to say? Well, I, I was thinking about something that totally threw me off. See, but, and he calls me old. No, I'm just acting like a high schooler right now. I'm, I'm being one of the students. What was the question again? Um, no, but your answer would no. just be Jesus. <laughs> well, no, I think, you know, we talked a couple weeks ago about, about the sin cycle and how one part of the cycle was that they, they came back to God. And so I think when things like this happen, like, I see how God uses these situations to bring people back to God. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, mm-hmm. I was telling, I forget who I was talking to somebody the other day. I'm driving down the freeway, coming home from somewhere, and and you see the bars off to the side of the freeway, and they're all pitch black. And obviously, bars are not a place where Jesus is glorified, <laughs> and, and it's like. And it's not essential. No, it's definitely so. not essential. Um, some people may think it is. But, yeah. it's not. Um, but, you know, God can use a situation like this to where maybe bars don't exist after this is all over because they'll all be bankrupt and gone. You know what I mean? But, like, one, one, of, the, you know, one of the things I was looking at today was, like, you know, people ask after tragedy, or why does this happen? And, and, and the answer really is, is there's some things that we don't know. What is the end result of this going to be? We don't know. We don't know. God knows, you know, and, and, and that's why I think it's even more important that we really dig into the word. And like I, I wrote just a bunch of scriptures down today and I was, you know, a short amount of time just because there's so much there 
um, as to what God promises. Mm-hmm. And what he promises not only for the now, for our time on earth, but what he promises for, mm-hmm. for eternity, which is so much greater than what we're you know, experiencing now mm-hmm. in, in time and everything like that. But, um, you know, and I was even thinking about, you know, going through Joshua and Judges before this even was a thing. You know, we were, I would always kind of reiterate with the high schoolers, like, you know, when, when the initiatives were going, they would just destroy everybody. They would literally kill everyone <laughs> and burn everything. And the question, you know, naturally comes up. Why? Why would God allow that? Why would God allow, you know, women and children to die that were part of this group of people, whoever it is, you know, all the different Moabites, you know, all the, all the cool names, right? Um, but why would God allow that? And, and, and the reason is, and kind of to go back on what I said first, is because they chose to worship false gods. They yeah. chose to go against the one true God. And so he had to pour out judgment. And that was it. You know, it's not this thing of like, oh, I feel so bad. You know, I think part of, and this is way off topic. I know I've gone way astray, but that's that's normal. <laughs> that's, that's his normal teaching. <laughs> but we live, and this is going to offend some people, and you're going to get all, as I like to say, buttered, but that's okay. <laughs> but we live uh, in a generation, an entitled generation. You know, I think, I think, and, and, and we can be that way as well. I'm not trying to say that I'm above it, but but there's so many people that are that, that are so entitled and think they deserve everything that they deserve everything to be handed to them and given to them. And, and the reality is, is you don't deserve anything. You know what I mean? Like, like all that you have has been given to you and God has blessed you with all these things. You know what I mean? In spite of who you are, you've been given so much, you know, and and right now is a time where a lot of people that have had a lot don't have a lot. You know, there's people we were, I was walking with my daughter today up in the Hills and we're just talking about, you know, all the different people that we know that have, that have lost, a lot, you know, in a short amount of time. And, and when is it going to come back? Like, we don't know, you know? And so again, what greater time than now to, to, to turn to the scriptures where, where there is hope, where there is hope and where there is, where there are promises that get us through these times. So where we rest and, and knowing that God is in control. Like we know that for a fact, like that the Bible states that it's one of the scriptures I wrote down uh, in Romans eight eighteen is uh, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And that's the glory of Jesus Christ. And those promises are huge. You know, they're huge. And they're the one gets us through. But I know that did not answer the question. (laughs) No apologies here. (laughs) So um, when we, when we look at that and the things that you were saying, kind of going, uh, this is really where a lot of people have a hard time where you, mention how uh, the Israelites or whoever can come into a particular area and, and God would allow people to be destroyed and, and even women and children at times. And, and it's, it is, it's something that's hard to understand. And we, like you mentioned before, we don't have answers to, uh, to everything. And so if I have that worldview that we were talking about before, where the worldview is just that, well, you know, the God shouldn't allow, shouldn't allow these things to happen. Then therefore he doesn't exist. And I'm going to look at it through that perspective. Then I'm already going to solidify why I wouldn't believe in God. But, but if I have that other perspective of why I believe that God exists and I believe that he's good and, and that he's loving, it's still hard to reconcile those, those situations. Other than the fact that God is the author of life. 
he's also the author of Death. And for some, I, I know with uh, maybe the Amalekites, when uh, they're told to go in and destroy them and the women and children, part of that was when Israel was, was coming through the wilderness, that the Amalekites came from behind, and as the all of the nation of Israel, they were moving through, they went and they got all the stragglers, all those that were in the back, the, the women, the children, the ones that were, were slower, moving at a slower pace, and that's who they attacked. And God had brought judgment back upon them. So uh, one of the reasons why you mentioned why a pandemic or why bad things can happen sometimes is sometimes it is judgment. We see that there's times when Israel sinned and God brought a plague, brought a plague to them and used that as judgment because they were in sin. Yeah, I think I think one of the things that, that comes up a lot is when you started off with God is love. And I think that's the whole underlining question that a lot of people have. It's just if, if God is loving, then he wouldn't do X, Y, and Z. If God is loving, then this wouldn't happen. And even, as you talked about, even within those things, there's God working in the midst of it. And within that, you still see the loving hand of God still moving even through those situations. And a passage I kind of looked at was Mark chapter 5. And, and in uh, verse 21 to 43, there's two stories here within one. And you see uh, a man by the name of Jairus whose daughter is um, sick and, and near death. And as Jesus is on his way with his disciples, um, a, a woman who has a flow of blood for 12 years also meets him. And so within this story, you see here two different people, two different groups of people, you can say, with different stories, different backgrounds, both dealing with hardships that are a little bit different, but both dealing with it in their own way. And what the situation allowed for each one of them was for the woman with the flow of blood to come to her point of desperation. She had spent her money wherever she could. She had uh, nothing left within her. And at the moment of desperation, you see her come down, come before Jesus to be able to just touch the hem of his garment. To the point of desperation, she's drawing to the Son of God. And you see the same thing take place in Jairus, in his desperation of losing one of his, his, his child, right? And I think even as parents, we can imagine just the desperation that a parent might feel in that type of situation. And where the question may come up, if God is so loving, how could he allow a situation like this to happen? And yet even within that, you see what it causes this man, Jairus, is to send his men to draw Jesus, to attempt to seek out God in the midst of this horrible situation. And so even within that, you see the love of God, his hand working, even in the midst of those hardships, to draw people unto him. And so like even like you said, we don't know every situation. We don't know the reasoning behind everything, but we can fall back on the fact that God is sovereign mm -hmm. and that God is at work in every situation, including every aspect of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so even in those hardships. Yeah. As we, again, you mentioned, as we discussed even last night, God uses those hard times. You were talking about that where God uses those things to draw people to himself. And so in his sovereignty, he's going to maybe use a situation in a lot of different ways. And for some, it may be kind of a, a little bit of judgment. All the bars are closed. And so there's a little bit of judgment there. And so for some, it, it could be that. For others, it could be uh, drawing them to him. But even in a closing of a bar or something like that, he's his 
The Bible assures us that God is not willing that any should perish, but what? Uh, all should come to repentance. And, and so God is going to use all those situations. Now, another perspective that people have where it can be wrong, we see it it's played out in the scripture, is in John chapter 9. And in John chapter 9, it says this, beginning at verse 1, And now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And notice what happens. His disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? You know, a lot of people have that perspective that when a pandemic happens or a bad situation happens, that immediately it has to be judgment. Mm-hmm. Oh man, God saw me do this. And so, you know, he's sending judgment. And that's, you know, what we say is often is that God's not a cosmic killjoy. He's not somebody, you know, sitting on the clouds just holding these, these uh, spears and just ready to chuck them at you as soon as you do something wrong. And, um, you know, we do that as parents. <laughs> God doesn't do that <laughs> to us. And, um, and so that's not the nature of God. Uh, again, he's not willing any should perish, but all should come to repentance. But this common view is like, okay, this poor person's born blind. And even his own apostles, disciples is like, well, there has to be sin. And why are they thinking that? Well, they think that there's sin either in his life or his parents' life because that's what they have grown up and that's what they've been taught. And so this idea we hear about karma. And so that's really this karma we and other religions will talk about it. And that is, you know, good things will happen if you do good, bad things will happen if you do bad. And so kind of a cause and effect, whatever. And so that those dynamics and that mindset sometimes will sit in. But look at Jesus' answer. And this is going to be key to another perspective of why a bad situation, why a pandemic, or in this case, why a person may be born blind. And Jesus answered and said, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. God was going to do, Jesus here, is going to do a miracle where he would then testify to religious leaders. If you read through the whole story, we're not going to read through this whole thing tonight, but I encourage you to read through chapter 9. And, and here's this simple person. I mean, the Pharisees all come in and they're like, well, what happened? Who, who, who healed you? Because they all knew him. He's like, I don't know, this guy like, told me to put mud in my eyes, told me to go wash. And they're saying, well, who was he? How did he do this? And that? He's, finally, he's just like, you know what? And they even call his parents. And like, hey, is this your son? And they're like, yeah. Well, how's he, how's he, how can he see now? He's like, I don't know. He's old enough. Ask him. Because <laughs> they don't want to answer him because they're afraid to get kicked out of the, the, the church. They're afraid to get uh, kicked out of, out of the temple. And so they ask him again. He's like, I don't know. All I know is that I was blind and now I see. And, but Jesus gives a great answer here and, and us, understanding a little bit more and another reason why you know we can go through things and that is that God can be glorified now in this case he's healed in some cases somebody's not healed but God's still able to get glorified I've been in many situations where I've been at this the side of somebody as they're on their deathbed and and I remember this one person in particular that comes to mind and I was over in uh, Whittier Press and and I was by this person and and his wife is crying and there's others that are there and he's just saying, you know, 
He's all, man, you know, they're saying that this is, and he's talking normal. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, should he be in this, in the bed? And I said, you know, this is going to, this is happening. This is happening. It doesn't look good. He's like, but you know what? I know where I'm going. I know what's happening. And, and God gave him that ability to be able to share with every single person that was coming in. And, and he gave comfort. He was the one that was going through things. He ended up dying, I think, a, a week later. Um, but he gave comfort to those. Uh, and, and they were able to see somebody in a dire situation with joy and peace. And how important is that? Because all of us are going to have our day. And to see somebody to pass away with that, with the hope and, and dignity and, and peace and all those things are going to be important. And so there's ways that God can be glorified. We just, as a family, last weekend watched that movie, I Still Believe, the Jeremy Camp movie. Yeah. And it's the exact same situation where you have a young girl, 20, early 20s, mm-hmm. just get married and die within months. And then see, anybody would ask, well, how is that good? Like, what good yeah. can come of that? And, and now he, to this day, shares her story at his concerts where people come to know the Lord or get closer to the Lord or come back to the Lord or whatever because of her story. And that was, what, 15, uh, a while ago, 10, 15 years ago? That was a little That's long time. Uh, dating, dating ourselves. <laughs> you were probably in high school. Probably. Yeah, I was. But, but again, a, a, a situation where you look, you watch that movie from the outside and it's like, that's horrible. But then so much good has come of it. And again, she's with Jesus. You know what I mean? Like, what better place to be than... Hopefully we've established the, the point that God is still on the throne, uh, that He is loving, that He is good, as the Bible declares. And just because uh, there's evil, because there's a pandemic, doesn't mean that He is not. So, uh, Garrett, why don't you uh, pray for us? All right. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we just thank you for this wonderful time, Lord, where we're just able to have a conversation about what's going on, just knowing that you're always in control and that you always have a plan, God. I pray that you just give everybody hope uh, in these times, Lord. Just pray that you be with everybody. Uh, keep everybody safe. Uh, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So I think it's time to head back. Uh, let's <laughs> let's press these buttons again. Uh, Kayla, punch us back to January 2021. Let's get out of 2020 before it's too late and we get stuck here forever. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. I'm on it. (laughs) Let's go. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. We are back in 2021. Praise God. <laughs> but that was good. That was a good discussion. Um, it was really cool to hear everybody talking about that, to hear Jay, Chad, Brian, and Garrett breaking all of that down. Um, definitely uh, a heavy topic, but I'm glad they had some some laughs along the way. Glad we were able to relive that. But yeah, what did you guys think overall uh, just about the discussion and about this question in general? Just about uh, if God is good, why do bad things happen? Before getting to that, I just want to let all the listeners know Garrett did graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and he is so, going to college. <laughs> yes, he is attending a college. So good job, uh, Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this subject. I love controversial issues. I like talking about things that are, you know, unanswerable for the most part. 
Um, but I think this is like one of the topics that people tend to struggle with most when intellectually trying to approach how a good God can allow evil things to happen because they seem to contradict each other. But you don't take into account free will and the fact that we live in a sinful and fallen world. And so I think I love that they brought that up. I love that we were talking about that and um, just the way that they, you know, brought God's word into it and realigned the perspective to match with what God says about himself and his character and um, and then what we know about human nature. So I like I personally could argue about this all day long and not argue, sorry, discuss. I could discuss this all day long. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I thought it was a great conversation. <laughs> Yeah, um, I like towards like the end. I believe it's Jay who talks about how God can get the glory. He gets glorified mm-hmm. out of all of this, right? If someone gets healed, God gets the glory. If someone doesn't get healed, God still gets the glory. And it reminded me back to when I was in high school. I had a friend, same age, who had cancer. Um, but her faith was so strong that she led a lot of her family members and even people in the hospital to Christ because of her faith. Um, one thing she has said is, I know I serve a God who can heal me. And if he doesn't, praise God, because I get to be with him in his glory. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Brian had mentioned about the two different perspectives of what, what lens are we wearing? That reminded me of my friend back when I was in high school, but also this past well, in 2020 in December, December 23rd, specifically, I have another, another friend who is, um, was dealing with leukemia and on Facebook, he posted 2 Timothy 4, 7, uh, 7 and 8. And he says, I have fought the good fight. And he says, I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. And so on and so on, right? And two hours after he posted that, he passed away. But it's just his faith, knowing where he was at, even though he was dealing with this terminal cancer, this terminal illness, um, and he decided to get off of treatments because there was just no way of getting better. But knowing that, he was still able to share his faith with those who didn't really have a strong faith. And many people came to the Lord because of his testimony. So again, the sickness, the cancer, it's bad. Like everyone's like, why do bad things happen to good people? But like uh, Jay mentioned at the end of that study, God can still get the glory. Mm. People can come to Christ through that. And so it was a very good topic. I'm glad we traveled back in time to listen to that. Because it, yeah, it's always good to, to listen to past topics, conversations. Yeah. Taylor, did you want to say something? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I like to the fact that they mentioned that um, what God's word says about like, there is none that is good. You know, Jesus says like, why do you call me good? Only God is good. And so I think that we tend to, in our inflated egos, consider ourselves to be good when, um, God's word says that there's not a single righteous person on the planet, not even one. And so it's not that we, that means that we deserve anything bad that happens, but we need to keep ourselves in perspective of who God is. And God is the only one that's good. And so he's the only one that is um, capable of determining whether something is good or not. And so like, even as Brandon was saying, kind of to piggyback off that is that like, the outcome necessarily, we might not understand it on this side of eternity. We might look at that and say, that, that's horrible. That's terrible. I can't believe this happened. But um, like even looking back with the retrospect, like to 2020, looking back hindsight. <laughs> sorry. Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> it had to happen, right? It had to happen at some point. It was inevitable. <laughs> the, puns, the, the puns don't stop. 
I can't help it. It's my nature. But, um, anyways, yeah, looking back on 2020, we can say like, I was thinking back, I mean, even as you kind of go into a new year, you kind of a little bit reflective on the past year. And I was talking to a friend from England. Yes. Last night, yesterday. Um, and she was saying like, Oh, it was just such a terrible year. And she's listing off all the horrible things and why it was such a terrible year. And she asked me, well, like, how was your year? And I was like, it was amazing. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to brag here, but like, it was such a great year. Like, and she's not a believer. So I, like, I was trying to share with what God's been doing at our church, you know, and kind of like the way that he's been working through us to reach the community and how we've been building each other up and all that stuff. And she was kind of blown away by that. And I'm like, yeah, like God's been doing such awesome things. And so she's like, Oh, that's nice. And, you know, and then like, you know, like personally I had like my, my nephew was born, like seeing him grow and everything that's been incredible. And then, um, like mountain climbing with my mom and, you know, Mount, like Mount Whitney and Mount Baldy and all that stuff. Like personally last year was like one of the best years of my life. And also like the pace of life slowed down and we were able to like sit back and enjoy it. And so I think like when you look at things through a biblical lens, it just completely changes your evaluation of what is good and what is evil. And it realigns it with what God considers to be good and considers to be evil. And so I think that like when, especially when you're speaking with non-believers, it's, it's just difficult um, to determine like the weight or the value of something that's happened in your life when you're only looking at it through your perspective. And, and it's easier to look at it negatively than it is positively. But um, yeah, so I think that like, it was a really good discussion what they, they talked about. And even looking back, like again, on this side of it, a year later, kind of almost a year later, um, just seeing the awesome things God did last year. And even through a pandemic, like God is still working. He's still moving. He's still shaking the world. So I love it. Yeah. And you know, you, what you were saying as far as, you know, hindsight being 2020, the, <laughs> the whole idea of, you know, we can't really see the nature of what we're going through as we're going through it. Mm-hmm. I think that God definitely is the only one that really knows the whole picture, right? He's the only one that can see the whole picture at the same time. And so the the whole idea of, you know, us not being able to really realize what's going on until after we've been through it, it reminds me of the story of Joseph, right? Story yes. of Joseph in Genesis. I was just thinking that. Yeah. And right now um, I'm going through the one year Bible reading plan. Uh, which if you guys are out there and looking for a Bible reading plan, it's not too late to to start uh, reading the Bible daily, like we talked about in our last episode. But I started the one year at the beginning of this year, and right now going through the life of Joseph in that reading plan. And just you look at the way that Joseph is able to look back and tell his brothers who betrayed him. He, he was in a big family. As we know, big families can get complicated sometimes, sibling rivalries <laughs> and all that. So his siblings actually ended up leaving him for dead and then selling him into slavery, which is fun. not fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so the the story goes that he ends up getting taken to another country. And in that country, he's able to actually rise up through a bunch of different circumstances. Again, not all of which would be considered good circumstances, but he's able to rise up into a position where he can help people. And ultimately, he's in a position where he can help his brothers and he does and he forgives them and he tells them that even though they meant what they did to him for evil god meant it for good and god had sent joseph to the place where he was in order to preserve life you never know why god is allowing you to go through something that's something that jay and everybody were talking about in this discussion 
you know, ultimately God will get the glory one way or another, but it's just our job to trust in him. And with that being said, we had to travel back. Um, you know, there was a whole Zoom flux capacitor thing going on. We had to travel back before the complete discussion took place. So we're actually going to leave a link. Uh, if you want to do a little time travel of your own, we're going to leave a link to the full discussion. That includes a question and answer session where some really great questions were asked about, you know, why does God send people to hell and all these other really deep, crazy questions that people were throwing in to the live uh, event that we had there. And uh, another interesting question was, why is Jay so handsome? That's a literal question that came up during this <laughs> during this panel. So if you want to see everybody react uh, to that on video in real time. Uh, you can go ahead and check out that uh, rest of that discussion. And then one last thing I wanted to point out is time travel has now made our own podcast timeline convoluted. Before we close, I just have to ask you guys. Uh, so now Garrett has been on our podcast, right? Like through this, this is actually the second time Garrett Bell has been on our podcast. He he was in season one as well. Uh, but chronologically, his episode took place before our podcast even started. So does that technically make Garrett the first student to be on our podcast? Or are we still going to say Nathan Baserto was the first one to be on the podcast? Because now my timeline's all just mixed up. Oh, that's why the butterfly effect. You got to be really careful with this kind of stuff. We didn't even consider that <laughs> before we started this. And is are Jay, Garrett, Brian, and Chad the first real like time travelers? Because technically that past episode is in the future. So they were in the future as they were recording it, because it's in the past still, right? Oh, it's in 2021. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, we've, we've officially Christopher Nolan this entire podcast. So <laughs> you're welcome, everybody who's out there listening. Before, before we mess anything up further and start uh, messing with the fabric of space time anymore, uh, we're going to let you guys know that you can get in contact with us. Um, if there's anything weird that you notice around your house or, uh, you know, in your environment as you go around, <laughs> we are sorry if... You know, we stepped on the wrong piece of dust and now uh, your car doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> if you want to get in contact with us and let us know um, about anything that you spot that might have been a, an unintentional effect of our time traveling, uh, you can get in contact with us on Instagram at Committed Youth is where you can find us. Of course, you can also send us an email, committedyth at gmail.com. But in all seriousness, we love to hear from you guys. If you guys have any questions about what was talked about today, if you guys have any suggestions for what we can talk about in the future, or is there any other time that you guys want us to travel back to? You know, uh, the the, uh, the options are open now that we've opened this big can of worms. Uh, we, can, we can go back and uh, revisit a lot of other things. So let us know. Send in your suggestions. Send in your comments. But until next time, where we're going to try to keep uh, the timeline intact and keep going forward in time uh, instead of back in time, we're going to say God bless and goodbye. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs>